part two of that very lengthy conversation that we got into about being hurt by the church. You want to jump in there, Amber? I know you were dying I, to... I am ready for it. <laughs> you ready? All right. What do you, what do you got to say? So are we continuing on the hurt by the church or do you want to go into what I had just said? Well, we were, we were leaving off on, I said from that Bible story video that you'd be careful what you say or do in the name of God, or there will be consequences. Mm -hmm. And you were going to go on a tangent. (laughs) A tangent. Okay. So let's go on this tangent. So I don't know how many of you have seen the latest on, what's his name? Travis Scott. Travis Scott and his recent concert and that whole debacle and how many people have died and just the evilness of the concert. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've watched a lot of TikTok videos and Instagram videos of people who were there. It sounds like just a lot of chaos. What what have you seen? Like what videos have you seen specifically? Um, I saw, well, I first saw someone shared this girl's just her Facebook post and she had written down her accounts. And it's the one, if you've seen the video, it's the one where you can see a girl jump on the platform for the cameraman trying to get them to radio to someone to get help or to, she had said how they threatened to push her off the platform. If she didn't get down, they just kept telling her to get down. They didn't listen to anything she had to say. They just kept going and continued on and did not radio for help or anything. Oh, wow. So that was my first thing that I read. And then I went on TikTok and some more started coming through my feed as I was scrolling. So uh, there was one girl that was talking about it and she specifically said how... Mm-hmm. It felt evil. She was still in pain because everyone was so crammed together. And I know that there was a lot of other people talking about how he's part of the Illuminati and just a lot of speculation and how the the news media has been telling, have the numbers wrong because there's no way that only eight people have died. Then they they literally saw Mm -hmm. hundreds of people Mm -hmm. dead on the ground. And I also read another post or this guy read another girl's post who is actually a nurse that was there. Mm-hmm. And she said that when she went back there and she was like, you know, where they had, they were pretty much crowd surfing. She was one that had, they had crowd surfed back because she had passed out and she was unconscious or something. And that when she got back there, there was other people mm-hmm. that they were crowd surfing over. And she's like, do, do they have a pulse? Are you checking for a pulse? And like, nobody was checking for pulses. She saw other kids like doing CPR and they were doing it incorrectly. She asked, you know, if they had, you know, like first aid, if they had any of that stuff and they had nothing, they were not prepared whatsoever. Um, So those are all of the things that I've seen and read and heard about this Astro World Festival. Mm -hmm. Right. So the first thing I saw, uh, it was on Facebook and it was just about how this young man who was there, he had to have been like maybe 23, 24. He is basically over listening to this man's music. Uh, he said that everything he heard that night seemed very evil and demonic. And that was everything from the shirt Travis Scott was wearing to the stage setting. And I guess at one point, Travis Scott was mumbling words that no one could understand and it just didn't make sense. And while Travis Scott was singing, 
he was on a platform in the middle of the crowd and he's looking at this young one of the young man's dead bodies straight on looking at it and just continue to sing not once did he call for help scream for help and he's using the excuse i didn't see it i didn't realize what was happening i'm so sorry there's just too Mm -hmm. many coincidences within that night um if you were to look like revelations and what the world is going through today and what this man attempted to do and how it was all set up. And just honestly, there's so many scriptures that talk about this situation and how Satan is trying so hard to fight for people's souls and just there's so much to it, but it was evil. It was pure evil. I know that I think I said, heard something about that they did have barriers, but that whole crowd like pushed over the barriers, but I'm not sure if that was to get into the concert before it started or if it was to get out but how, how is this not like, how is this allowed going after COVID and whatnot? Like if you see pictures, these people were like, they were so close to each other that they were suffocating. Like how did all these people, like, and this was in Texas. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, you know, I just don't understand how this was even allowed post-COVID. This is one of those make it make sense, right? Like all these people are, and I, I know you stand at a certain point with COVID. I stand at a certain point with COVID, but it's all for the love of money. Like they did not care who they were hurting. They did not care what it took. Like something's just, it's just off. It is truly just off. I And I, I don't know what to think. Yeah. It, uh, the whole thing seems so insane and bizarre. Like, I don't, I mean, I can understand maybe because it's dark, maybe not seeing. Mm-hmm. And No, see, like that doesn't add up either. And what else doesn't add up is seeing that, uh, what's her name? Kylie Jenner was, Kylie Jenner herself was freaking out and was like, oh, heck no. Oh, heck no. Screaming, like, get me out of here. Like, what is happening? What happened inside that venue that caused people to die, that caused them to fall out on the ground? Like, it was not that hot for people to be freaking out. It just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, some, some of the girls were like, they were so squished together Mm -hmm. that it was literally like making people pass out. People were screaming at the top of their lungs, trying to get out. Like the more that they pushed back, they got pushed forward back towards the stage. Like they couldn't get out. Like, could you imagine dying that way? Weird. Being suffocated or trampled on. And like, there was one, I think that first one, the girl was talking about how there was like a sinkhole of people who had fallen down, who had passed out and she had fallen and only to realize that there were more people underneath the layer, the first layer of people, of bodies. There were more people underneath them that were being, that had been trampled on. Like, like, how do you not as the musician on stage, I don't care how many lights are in your eyes. I don't care how loud it is. How do you not see that? How? It doesn't make sense. on that like it's just there's so much evil in the world be careful what you're getting into because you just don't know um my topic that I wanted to touch base on was Kanye West uh Kanye West recently did a church service because you know he 
started his own church recently. Well, not recently, about a year and a half, two years ago. And he invited mm-hmm. Justin Bieber and Marilyn mm-hmm. Manson. Yeah, I did see the per- picture on Facebook yeah. that was circulating. And I just, I don't know what to think about it. I truly don't. Everyone for years has known Marilyn Manson to be antichrist, like burning Bibles on the stage. And this is not to say that Christ can't do anything, right? Because God can do anything he wants to. He can make a man drop to his knees, right? So it's just one of those kind of approach it cautiously. Don't feed into everything you see Mm -hmm. because you don't know what their, Mm -hmm. uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Their intentions are. Like, are they trying to mislead people by showing them, hey, it's okay to live in the world and for Christ because that's not okay? Or are these three grown men that are truly ready to give it all up and fall to their knees and do it all in the name of Christ? Like, what is it? What's really going on? Because right now, as it stands, Kanye West is living both sides. Mm -hmm. Kanye West is out at the club, has a 22-year-old girlfriend, but then the next Sunday he's out there worshiping Jesus and bringing Marilyn Manson out there. Well, I think that's always been a problem within Hollywood. And and even back, you know, if if you remember those stories about when we went to the Ryman Auditorium and did the tour, they were, or maybe it was the other tour I did, but... Um, they were talking about how there's always been a battle, like specifically in Nashville, and I'm sure in Hollywood too, of churches and and God and in Christianity and and whatever, what any religion or whatever, and what the world wants. They want to drink, they want to party, they mm-hmm. want to have sex, and and like mm-hmm. all these different things. It's always been a battle. Especially in Hollywood, because right. in Hollywood, it's all fake. And everything is about mm-hmm. how you are perceived, you know? Because before, it was more about, you know, people like that they do movies. And there wasn't paparazzi. And now it has evolved into mm-hmm. this, you know, they want they want to know more about you on a personal level. They want to know, you know, what you like or what you dislike, you know, where you like to eat. Anything that they they can find out about your personal life. So it's very hard for people, you know, like Jessica Simpson is a pastor's kid or, you know, was a pastor's kid. Um, Katy Perry is a pastor's kid. I know of a lot of Christians that, you know, they are in in some capacity in the mm-hmm. Hollywood life because they're either actors or they work for or they're reporters or anything like that. And they're submerged in this, this thing. And it's same for you too, because you've done hair and makeup and, and whatnot Mm -hmm. for these types of projects or music videos or a lot of set work. And I think it's hard to say because you can question their intentions. Even when you see people like, oh, they just donated like, you know, half a million or whatever to this to help in this organization. It's hard for us normal people, real people, not millionaires to be like, they have way more money than that, but they're only giving $500,000 to help in this like hurricane relief or, you know, whatever. And also you question, why is it news that a celebrity is giving money? When you see something like with Kanye West, who's starting his whole church 
yes, I myself personally, I get confused because I'm like, is this a legit, like you're doing Mm -hmm. this, you know, it wasn't that long ago that you had a very risque music video where you had all these like wax naked people, so celebrities in bed and you're bad mouthing other celebrities. I mean, I can understand. We just talked about how humans are humans and Christians are human, but it's, I think it's worse for celebrities because people are looking even more at them and what they do. It's hard to even just, you know, Mm -hmm. being, and Mm -hmm. say, say you're like a pastor's wife or you're a pastor's kid in a church, a big church or a small church. It's still hard when everybody's looking at you. So you times that by a million or billion, I should say, because that's how Mm -hmm. many people are watching celebrities. It makes it really hard. So you say like Mm -hmm. Carrie Underwood, you know, you don't question Carrie Underwood putting a gospel album out and then still doing country music. You don't really question that. Even though she, you know, there's lots of songs where she's talking about not knowing her last name, you know, like getting married in Vegas because she was partying or, you know, like a lot of those things. It's not necessarily her Mm -hmm. personal Mm -hmm. thing, just a song or actors. It's not their, it's not them who they are personally. It's just, it's their acting. Yes, you can choose. You can choose what, what you sing and how and what you act in. Yes, right, right. So on that note, because you know that you're you're being watched and all eyes are on you, and you have the media's attention, and you know that thousands of people are watching you as a quote unquote Christian or a believer in Christ and someone that just gave their life to Christ. Wouldn't you want to take advantage of that platform? Personally, mm-hmm. I would. I would want to you mean like Justin Bieber. Right. <laughs> well, I'm not knocking Justin Bieber. Like, I've heard the man talk recently. Um, I know he's been through some stuff, and I know that he's been walking the walk for a while. Okay. It's more towards Kanye West. He's very misleading because one day he's doing this, mm-hmm. the next day he's doing that. And I know that he fights with mental illness. I get it. I understand that. But he also is not ignorant and he does know that he has that platform. So if you're going for it, go all for it. Be for Christ. But you can't be for both. You can't be for the world and for Christ. You know you have this platform where you can lead. Why don't you take that opportunity? I think especially if you're a new believer you're going to have a really, really hard time mm-hmm. letting your old self die, you know, especially if that's like your career, not many, if you think about it, yes. not that many people who are in the industry mm-hmm. completely leave it all behind. There are a few, I believe there was the the drummer in corn. Yes. I think yeah. he left. There's a lot of people that, you know, have left the industry completely and, you know, are working in the church or our pastor or all those things, you know, but you also have to think that there's also God put those people there for a reason and God used people of all from all different backgrounds. So we can't say Mm -hmm. that Kanye isn't being used by God. We have to say and hope and pray that what he is giving out, what he's preaching is actual truth from the Bible and not just 
his own, you know, his own thoughts and opinions, which that is also an issue today of within churches too, that people are, are preaching. They're not preaching Mm -hmm. from the Bible. They're preaching more to appease the masses of do what you want to do and uh, do what feels good. And God's there when you want him or when you need him. Gummy bear teaching. Gummy bear gummy teaching? Gummy bear teaching, where it's like gummy, gummy. Are you saying gummy or dummy? Yeah, gummy bear teaching. They they just want okay, it to so be like, like candy. do gummy what you bear want. Teaching. Yeah. yeah. You can see that a lot with any religion and denomination of people who only go to church on holidays or only go to church on Sundays. Like, isn't there's even a country song? And yes, I know country songs. Is that, what is that? Who sings that song? Probably. I think I know what you're talking about. Where it's like, I think it's what, Florida Georgia Line? That they're talking about doing all these things and they still go to church on Sunday. That is not when you go into sin, knowing you're going into sin and then expect to be forgiven. Like, that's not okay. Not saying God doesn't forgive, but I'm saying like, that's not okay with that mindset. We are definitely going on a tangent. Hardcore. Yes. (laughs) We're not here to offend any. Anybody. Everyone. From, you know, different faiths. This is simply, I mean, there are times when Amber offends me, <laughs> you know, we're just. <laughs> no, and I'm, I'm definitely not, not trying to offend. It's just things that I know, what I know. And I'm not saying what I know is correct or not correct. Like, it's just what I know, what I've grown up knowing and what I see in the world today. It's just all sad. I just wish we could all be on the same page. I don't know. Well, it, I don't think we can all be on the same page. And we live in a world with sin. And so it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be, there's going to be death. There's going to be wars. There's going to be hardships. And I guess that is what, not I guess, that is 100% what God promises that we have faith. We have hope. You know, they talked a lot about it in church during, you know, the pandemic of mm-hmm. what it's like for people who don't believe in God during those times. They don't have hope that they're going to get through this. And we're not saying that a Christian's life is perfect. I mean, that's what this whole podcast is based on is that we both grew up in the church with, you know, different ways of being raised and and definitely found Jesus right. for ourselves, our own personal relationship and our own going through the Bible ourselves. And like I said earlier, <laughs> like I didn't realize that David cut off Goliath's head in that X-rated version of this, not version, the ap- the actual truth. I, I had the- uh, Take me back to the felt. Yes, take me back to the felt board where I feel safe. Seriously. <laughs> you know, but no, there we are all human and, and Christians even more so are human and, and they deserve grace in, in messing up. Even though we have, you and I have- been raised um, in a Christian home, we still were, we still saw a lot of sin and we still, I for sure walked, not necessarily walked away from my faith because I've always had that faith because once you've given your life to God, he never lets you go. Mm -hmm. But I have chosen the path of sin more times than not in my Mm -hmm. life. And so I have experienced and seen and been there, done that. And it's taught me. It's grown me. I'm not just that typical Christian girl that grew up in a Christian home and that's all I've ever known. I've known all sides. I've studied all sides. Like You were one of those Christian girls. <laughs> I was one of those hypocritical Christians. Yeah. So I feel like just if we just look 
at ourselves, we may not have sinned exactly the same as Kanye West or Marilyn Manson. Sin is sin in God's eyes. And he's he is going to forgive when we ask for forgiveness mm-hmm. and when they ask for forgiveness. So we can't sit over here with our little podcast and be like, <laughs> you know, super judgy of those people who are supposedly Christians. We don't know. And only God knows. And I say this because clarifying for listeners of what we're trying to say. That's the thing. I'm not right. Cause it's not, it's not a judgmental thing. It's more of, I'm going to point out the facts and what I see and what I see does bother me because they do. It doesn't add up. For it you. doesn't add up for me. And they have a platform that they could use mm-hmm. to benefit others. But I feel like what mm-hmm. it's doing is it's distracting and it's pulling people away because when you make a mockery of Christ, that misleads so many more people than it does brings people to Christ. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's not a judgmental thing because yeah. I get it. He's human. He's a sinner. And he's saved by the grace yeah. of God. Like he, Jesus loves him just as less, much as he loves us. But it worries me and it scares me. Yeah. Yeah. I I understand what you're saying and what you're coming from, where you're coming from. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, I wish nothing but it were, hey, Marilyn Manson has given his life to Christ. I pray for the day where they come on TMZ and they're just like, shocking news. And for me, I'll be like, praise Jesus. Other people will be like, oh, that's so hypocritical. And it's sad, but but not. (laughs) For us, it's a win. Yeah. If you think about it, there are a lot of even churches mm-hmm. too. Like you remember when that one Baptist church going to soldiers' funerals and protesting. That is not what were they protesting? I'm un- I don't understand. Just war in general. Protesting, mm-hmm. protesting, yeah, protesting war. I think we might have to start like doing a fact check at the end of the, each episode. Yeah, so we can correct the next episode, but. So, yeah, so we can clarify because don't want to be giving um, false information. But to my knowledge, I think that they were protesting war. But you don't go to funerals. That's disgusting. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I think it kind of died down a little bit. But yeah, because I haven't heard much. But there's always going to be that specific someone. There's going to be that specific organization or church or whatever. Right. That gets up there and is not teaching God's truth. Yeah. I get it. I mean, there's always going to be things in this world that mislead us. My point in the whole thing is just be cautious because this world is getting scary and it's talked about in revelations and just be weary and have your full armor on, have your full armor on and live your life according to Christ. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be ready. Um, That was actually a verse of the day, the other day on my Bible app, the one in in Revelation where you don't know the time or the day of when Jesus is going to come back, but you need to be ready. Absolutely. I don't know if I ever told you this. Oh boy. I feel like it kind of ties into this whole thing and it might end up being a part three. <laughs> um, did I ever tell you about the time that 
I almost joined a cult. No. What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is going to be a part three. This might be a part three situation. Oh, yeah. Part four and five. Oh, what? Okay. So I was a part of this Christian photographers group. And through that, I met up with a girl. She had invited me to church. I asked, because I think I was looking for somebody who would take pictures for me for my blog, because I was starting a blog. And she did it because I think, you know, more out of practice and Mm-hmm. and whatnot. And she invited me to church, I think, or Easter or something. And I couldn't come. I mean, we were already going to a church, but I was, you know, it's not abnormal. That's the thing. A lot of these things are not abnormal if you've been raised mm-hmm. Christian, but right. this is where I want to have people beware. So we had, mm-hmm. so I think I went over, she started inviting me to Bible study. Well, you've gone to Bible study. I've gone to Bible study. I've also gone to, you know, like small groups at someone's house. And that's kind of what it was. It was like a small group and we did Bible study. Like none of that seemed abnormal. They they were all so friendly, like were my immediate friends. Like everyone was like friend requesting me on Facebook. It was like instant friends, instant friends. Okay. So mm-hmm. I'm going, you know, we go a couple of times. I had my daughter, the kids would go down in the basement and they would play and we would do Bible study. And then I found out that like one of the guys that that was his house, he had gone to Russia and I was like, I've been too. And so we were talking about the studies that we've been to. And I think it was that night or close to, and this by the way, was during the time where my husband was gone training or doing a school or something. And that's why he wasn't there. So he had asked me, when did you become a Christian? You know how those, it's not abnormal for someone to ask you that question. So I was like, well, I think I was around, like the first time I asked Jesus into my heart was gosh, five or something. My sister had done it first and she was getting all the attention. So then I was like, well, me too. I want to do it too. And then fast forward to like Sunday school and elementary, they were talking about it. And I was like, well, I want to make sure that I'm, my name is written down in the book of life and it's there forever. <laughs> and I want to make sure I'm going to heaven. Just Yay. double checking with, you know, the man upstairs that I'm good to go if I die tomorrow. So I did it again. And I was baptized, I think around 12 years old, 11 or 12 years old, something like that. But I didn't say the baptism part, but I said, you know, around there. And he said, this was strange to me, but I didn't think twice about it. He was like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, when you become a Christian, like, you know, the exact date. And I was like, that's impossible. Yeah. Like, it's hard for anyone to know that. Like, I wouldn't remember that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, that's impossible to know. Like, if you, if you did it as a child, it's impossible to know. And so, okay. I know that people like for Christians, we believe that when you become a Christian, you you are praying to God to be the ruler of your life and that you give your all to him. You and as a kid, we're all you ask him to come into your heart and be the ruler of your life and right. leave your old ways behind you, your old life, blah, blah, blah. That's what we believe. When you get baptized, it's a, you know, you choose, usually, you know, in Bible times, you, that was kind of a instant thing. You ask Jesus into your heart, you get baptized um, immediately. But somewhere, somewhere in, you know, certain times, they, you know, in church, we, 
we were raised in, you have to take a class, which I did. I took a class. You kind of do your testimony and whatnot and all that. So I just wanted to clarify that. So (laughs) I I thought that was weird that he asked or said that. And I was like, okay. They kept inviting us to go to their church, which I'm like, well, I already go to a church. I go to Bible study. It, that's not a that's not a problem. People do that all the time. They go to one church. Mm-hmm. They go to Bible study with other people. They don't need to change churches. So so then we did. Um, I think I did a few more Bible studies mm-hmm. with them, and then once my husband came back, I think I invited him to Bible study one time, and he went. Right. Then this happened. They, I think it was after they asked that question, they wanted to the the girl that I made friends with and then that guy's wife invited right. or they wanted to come to my house for more more Bible study or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. So they, they come to my house and she kind of like interviews me. Like we're talking about, you know, kind of like what you believe and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. The wife is sitting to my left writing down notes. And I'm like, girl, you're already making me want to get like the holy water and bless my house. Like what? <laughs> So I'm like, it's so confusing. But then once they left, nothing else was said about it. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Whatever. My friend's husband and then this other lady's husband, who was the one who asked me that, we'll call him Larry. Larry's wife, Georgina, (laughs) was taking the notes for me. The Bible study was at their house. My friend, um, we'll call her Christineth. (laughs) Christineth. And her husband... Robert. I don't want to say Robert. <laughs> we'll just call him Robert. Can we just know the real name so we can avoid, avoid, avoid? No, <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not going to say real names there. Okay. So Larry yeah. and Robert want to have the same like men's Bible study with Evan, my husband. I'm all like, we're not going to say names. And then I say his name, his real name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll call my husband Georgie Porgy. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to Larry's house and, and I told him, I was like, they might do this. It seemed a little weird to me, but I was like, I wanted him to uh-huh. have f- male friends in the church. He could do Bible study with. Okay. Cause that is also not abnormal. <laughs> okay. So I was like, it was a little weird, but you know, so they did the exact same thing to him where my friend's husband, Robert is kind of interviewing him in a way. And then Larry is writing notes, but the notes were then given to him. So he's Uh writing notes for my husband to take home of what they talked about. Weird, right? Different. (laughs) For someone. Yeah. So I was like, so I was just like, well, that's what they did with me is a little weird, but you should keep going. And so he went again and they did the same thing. And, but then they started bringing up, you know, church and Mm -hmm inviting us to church and we're like they just keep bugging so we ended up going to their Wednesday church and they had done it they were kind of renting or whatever this space like a couple of rooms in a downtown building so we come in and they send the kids so our kid included to Mm -hmm. this little room where they had like a little those old video the old uh, carts with the TVs on it. But I think they had just like a regular old cartoon on, not like a Bible story cartoon, just a regular old cartoon. And no toys or anything. They just, okay. But I mean, yeah. I, I was like, I shoved it aside and I was like, well, that's probably just because they're, they don't really have a space for it to do that. Which is, okay, fine. So we go in there. They don't worship 
with instruments. They just do worship with their voices. Not my cup of tea, but I was like, okay, you do you. So they do that. And I was like, okay, whatever. And it's a classroom setting. So they all, everyone's sitting at these tables. And so then, then they're done worshiping. And then they start, they kind of start saying like their praises, like, hey, we've been praying about this. Like I've been praying for my friend to come and he's finally agreed to come. And they're like, oh, that's great news. So like, if you've been raised as a Christian, you think of that as, hey guys, we're talking about our answered prayer requests, you know, but it was still a little off to me. And when I thought back, I was like, they were basically all reporting. They're reporting how all these, they got all these people to come. It's a little strange. So then they're like, oh, you guys caught us on a testing. I was like, a test, a testing day. Isn't this church? And so they're like, don't worry about it. And they handed out all the little papers of the, all the questions. So we sat there and there was like one, mm-hmm. what Bible verse is it that you, that counters a person saying this? Or like, um, and there was one that was like, what Bible verse kind of counters speaking in tongues? And I was like, interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to know which Bible verse counters speaking in tongues. And then I come down to the bottom. What Bible verse counters asking Jesus into your heart for salvation? And I'm like, hold the phone. Mm -mm -mm. And then, uh, and I showed Evan and I was like, "Mm, mm -mm. Uh, I I don't feel good about that. And so then the pastor, he starts talking, could not understand him because he was talking so fast. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, just talking super fast. But when you talk to him like normal, normal conversation, none of that, none of that. But when he was preaching, right, it was hard to keep up basically. Not understand him legibly, but like couldn't keep up with what he was saying. You know, and they answered all the questions and stuff. And then we left and we yeah. both walked to the car and we're like, that felt weird. I didn't like that. And I was like, I'm like, well, how do we get out of this? So after that, I think like a week Mm -hmm. later or like later that week, um, it was time for him to, they were calling him about his men's Bible study. So it started with Robert calling him, but Evan doesn't answer. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as he's done calling immediately after that, Larry calls. So they're back to back calling him. Then they leave a message like this. Hey, um, want you to come to Bible study, blah, 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 something, something or whatever. And Evan gets out of it. Um, or he says, Hey guys, I'm, (laughs) he lies probably. And he's like, I'm too busy to go. Blah, blah, blah. Larry, here I might remind you that I met first felt like, you know, we were pretty good friends and he says to, he calls and I think he tries to convince him to come. I don't remember if he left it as a message. I think it was because we listened back to it. So he said something like, um, you know, is this, you know, because of the church you go to, you have to be careful what church you go to, like basically bad mouthing the church we go to, which is a red flag to me because they're preaching, you know, whatever. Um, I think it was because it was Pentecostal, which we did not realize it was Pentecostal because it's not in the name of the church and it's, they're not like so obvious about being Pentecostal. So we didn't even think about it until we saw like their magazine or was like, oh. 
wow, are we going to a Pentecostal mm-hmm. church? Okay. But they weren't so like in your face. It wasn't right? like your typical Pentecostal church. Okay. So that's why we were like, we were a little confused. But we got a lot out of the messages. They mm-hmm. talked biblical truth. And this guy was like trying to deter us from going to that church. And then he says, or is this right. your wife <laughs> convincing you? Or are you only going to that yeah. church because your wife says so? And uh, again, again, I was like, hold the phone. Oh, no. <laughs> Put the hair up. Let's go. <laughs> I was deeply offended because... I'm like, we are a team and I don't convince him of anything. Like we talk, like we choose this Mm -hmm. church together. He doesn't force me to do anything and I don't force him to do anything. So we never called them back. We, I think I started deleting all of them off of my Facebook. And then one day after that, not too long after that, my daughter was going to go to a birthday party. And I'm in the shower getting ready. And in my head, for some reason, popped this thought, are there Christian cults? And I was like, huh. And so I like looked it up when I got out of the shower and I was like, how do you know if, you know, like, what is it? Like, what signs that you're in a cult? Like what? And some of those things were making sense. Instant friends. They make, you know what I mean? Things that you wouldn't think. And that's why Mm -hmm. I wanted people to be careful because, None of those things were super out of the ordinary for Mm -hmm. someone who was raised in a Christian church. Right. Then I go and tell my husband, and he was doing homework, so he didn't go to the party with me. So I go go to the party, and then I come back, and he had done more research. Only to find that there, this church was investigated on Dateline. What? <laughs> Not that location. Not this specific. Oh my gosh. Not this specific church, but not that location. And I was like, oh my gosh, what did we almost get sucked into? So then what did they investigate? Like, what was the investigation about? It was a bunch of people from the church had left the church and come forward, kind of similar to the whole Scientology thing where they left the church and then they spoke out against it like that. And then they followed them type of crap. Yeah. Yeah. So what they had said in that article and on that Dateline episode, which we were putting the pieces together, mm-hmm. was that they were very controlling about how you spend your money. They're like all up in your finances. They choose who you can date or marry, which I was like, well, yeah, a lot of those people, they were marrying them off so quickly. Wow. And I was like, like these young yeah. college kids, they were just getting married to each other. Like, um, so they're marrying these kids off And I do remember them saying that Robert and Christina had told us, because we had met them, you know, separately for breakfast a couple of times. And they had told us separately that Larry and Georgina were like their Mm -hmm. mentors, like they're, you know, which is also not an abnormal thing to have an older married couple. But then they were talking about how they were helping Mm. them with their money, you know, getting like, you know, like things like that. But like in some in some, these other people's stories were like they would show up at their door and just be so controlling and demanding like where they couldn't have a life. And then their belief, this is why I brought up baptism before, their belief is that you are not saved 
unless you are baptized. So he went to his dad and I went to my dad and you know, cause my husband's dad is a priest and you know, my dad mm-hmm. was, you know, he preached a lot to not, you know, he didn't have, right. he didn't go to seminary or anything, but he preached a lot on mission trips and stuff. So he did know his way around the Bible and they both kind of said like, if that was true, what about, you know, the, the thief mm-hmm. who died on the cross next to him? He wasn't baptized. But God, but Jesus told him that he would be with him in heaven. And I was like, you're right. And so I feel like instinctually, I'm thankful that like, I trust my instincts mm-hmm. so much now more than before that, because I was like, mm, that doesn't feel right. Like it's off to me where unsuspecting people like college age kids would be like, this sounds great. This is amazing. And right, which leads back to the whole just be weary of what you're believing in and uh, know your Bible. Know your Bible. Know your Bible front and back. Know your Bible. I mean, that's what that's what it's talked about. Like, honestly, be ready. Be ready. Put the armor of God on. Like, I don't know. That's nuts. I had no idea. Dateline. <laughs> You're going to have to text me the name of this place so I can do some research. (laughs) That's crazy. I know. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to say real names or the name of of the church, but (laughs) just just be weary and know your Bible. And and if you were raised, you know, in the church, uh, you should know, you know, the basics, the basics of how you are saved, how to know you're saved, how you know you're going to heaven. And know your Bible. That's honestly, once Christ is in your heart and something like that happens, it's instantly red flag. You know, you know the truth when you truly give your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just felt bad. I felt bad that I like pushed him. I'm like, yeah, keep going. I know it feels a little weird, but just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. It might just be an off day. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause they, because that's the thing. They uh, obviously I passed their test because... I, they never, the girls never approached me again about doing that. But I think that maybe, um, they felt that my husband was maybe an easier they thought target. thought you were gullible. <laughs> they thought, yeah, but I think, I think they thought he was a little more gullible and that uh, they weren't, they weren't going to get very far with me. And I think that that. Well, your husband is an easygoing person and I think that he takes things in like he hears people out uh, truly 100 yeah. percent, which is a really good thing he'll listen and then he'll react yeah and so I think that's what he did and they took that as weakness well I think that that's why they use that well is your wife influencing you mm-hmm. because they mm-hmm. to try and kind of like turn us against each other in a way and and then if you go and watch that mm-hmm. whole Leah Remini Scientology in the aftermath so similar. They even did an episode, they even did an episode on Jehovah's Witnesses as well. But it's so crazy how, it's so crazy. Like you take those things and you're like, I would never do Scientology or I would never be a Jehovah's Witness or whatever. Like you can, like, I obviously Scientology is very different from Jehovah's Witness, but you can see how the basis of a cult can still trickle down into different religions and different denominations because it's all about control. It's all about power. And if they're not teaching truth, biblical truth, red flag, know your Bibles, kids, (laughs) know your Bibles, know your Bibles, put your armor on. (laughs) Well, see, we didn't even turn it into a part three. Yes. Uh, Okay. Well, let's, yeah, I think, see, these are some great, 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 (laughs) these 
are some great quotes for later. I feel like, what was that? What did you say? Bring back the felt? Yes, bring back the felt. <laughs> I feel like even adults would start to pay attention. Bring back the felt boards. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We need those again. All right. Remind everybody where they can find you on Instagram. Let's make it easy and not confusing. Oh, man. <laughs> Adonia. A-D-O-N-I-A underscore five. Hold on, hold on. A little slower. A little slower if, in case they're writing it down, okay? A-D-O-N-I-A underscore by underscore Amber. Because you're super cool at doing hair. Uh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to toot my own horn or anything, but I'm fabulous. <laughs> Yes. Okay. And you can find me at ashley.read because I like to keep it simple. <laughs> but you can also find me at Ashley Read Music. Also simple. Yes. Woo woo. <laughs> and then you can find us both at Uncommon Faith on Instagram. Yes. And if you've ever experienced something like this, I'm very curious. Love to hear about it in the comments or send us a message because, I mean, we need to talk because... I'd love to compare stories. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, yes. All yes. right. Until next time. Thanks for listening, guys. Adios. Hey guys, it's Ashley again. I wanted to get on here and do a quick fact check for this week's episode. This week's episode, we mentioned how the church that I almost started going to was investigated on Dateline, but it was actually ABC News 2020. They did a whole investigation in 1993. Apparently, it had been surrounded by controversy over the years. Media sources from Christianity Today to popular magazines like Rolling Stones have included articles about members and former members. And there you have it. Join us next week for a brand new episode with special guest author Nancy Vera.